Welcome to the Mission City Podcast. Every single person has a particular set of preferences, what we eat, what we wear, but also how we want things done. The problem we fall into is that when it comes to church and sharing the gospel, we often let our preferences come in the way of actually loving people. Today, Dave and Chuck elaborate on this topic and share what we really should be focused on. I hope you're ready. Dave, Chuck, let's get into it. All right. It's Wednesday morning, Chuck. You know what that means? What does that mean? Oh, we're here. My yeah. sprinklers were on and it was raining, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Your sprinklers were on. Well, I, mean, I can only run my sprinklers on Wednesday morning, according to... Do you not have like a one of those things that says when it's raining, it just shuts it off? I would have had to go in the backyard myself to turn it off. That's, that's like a long walk. At least 10 steps. <laughs> that's that's so at like, least 10 steps. Well, it's out and around this deal and there's a lot of oh, bugs. Oh, maybe you're in 15 you know, or 20. Bugs and mud. It was raining and, you know. Man. <laughs> Slash spring. What the toughness? I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember when I was tough. That was <laughs> good times. Good times. Uh, good yeah, times. <laughs> I remember when I could uh, not not cry over a hangnail. Now I get one quite often. Like ow, ow, owie, ow, ow, man. <laughs> mommy, 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 make you, it go away. I can't. <laughs> can you move this chair? Nah, I got a hangnail. Let me call. Uh, let me call uh, Missy over. She's my She'll campus administrator. Hey, Missy, we got to move. Oh, I'm kidding. Uh, speaking of Missy, you know her uh, daughter gets married this Sunday, mm-hmm. and my Same son time. gets married. Friday. The next Friday. Friday. Yeah. Two weddings tied to the Mission City family. Yeah, Missy's I'm excited daughter. about it, man. It's going to be good. I get to, I'm officiating. Officiating? Officiating. Are you going to cool. fish too while you're there? I'm officiating them. Yeah. It's going to be good. Oh, yes, we are. We're staying on uh, We're staying on Cedar Creek Reservoir. See, that's, that's one of the first places I think I ever fished in Texas. Did you catch anything? Is uh, Cedar Creek Lake. I fished. We had a cabin there. It's like when we first moved here because I moved here from... Um, Missouri, and we lived near the Merrimack River, and we used to catch these gigantic catfish that we had to eat that were... Uh, you avoided my aunt question. Oh, did what was your question? Did you catch anything? I don't remember. Mm. Interesting. I don't remember. We're gonna, well, we have a dock that's going to be out there, so I wouldn't mind. I think fishing around a dock's usually, usually good prime catching. Yeah. Prime catching? Well, it's different between fishing, fishing off and the ca- dock. Fishing and catching. What's, what's Cedar Creek yeah. known for catching? Is it? I have no that? idea. I've never Crappie, been there. Crappie, perch, bass. Sure. Sea bass, probably not sea bass. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> if, they, if there's sea if there bass, is like interesting, <laughs> that, that would be crazy. Yeah. No, I heard that's the, a good fishing place. It's a good fishing place. I heard. Yes. Well, that's good. We're cool. excited about that. It that's was fun. fun. So you're you're officiating the wedding, and yes. uh, her uh, uh, her papa was supposed to do it. He passed away. So I remember you talking about yeah. that. He was going to do the wedding. He was going to do the wedding. And so you're the backup. I'm I'm QB two. You're the, you're the backup plan. But we're going to honor him. I'm going to wear something of his. That's cool. I hope Shelby doesn't see this. Podcast. That'll be special. You just blew it. You blew it. <laughs> yeah. But no, it'll be fun. It's going to be great. Uh, we're going to have a great time. Let me ask you this. Did, uh, are you just picking what you're saying or did they give you something? Did you let them uh, have their preference on this wedding? Some. Or, uh, did Cheryl kind of, uh, Oh, Cheryl's been very, Cheryl have some say so. <laughs> Cheryl's had some say so. No, Cheryl's actually not been too involved. She's like, she knows, she knows. What's the difference? Cause you have a son that's getting married now. You had a daughter before. Now, it's a little different. I'll say you, this. You know. Shelby's getting her preference on 99% of that wedding. Absolutely. hundred percent. Derek. I'm sure she's probably thought I've about told, wedding more than Derek. I've told had. Derek, yeah. just, just shut up and take just it. Just learn to say <laughs> yes, dear. Yes, that's absolutely. Awesome. Yes. I, whatever you, whatever you want to do. That's great. Yeah. No, I'm, I told him there's some non-negotiables. Like what? Genesis. We're talking about God's God created design marriage, for the design family. marriage, and then 
Ephesians, God's design for our roles in marriage. Those are those those will happen. That's good because it's it's um, talking about preference in their wedding. You know, they should have some say so, but also too, there should be some things that we make sure we honor God with everything we yeah. do. And we talked about that a couple. It is weeks a Christian ago. marriage. Yeah. Well, we talked about a couple weeks ago that that. Uh, one of the reasons we like Mission City is we stand firm on the Word of God. There's no compromise there. And so one of the things we wanted to talk about today was um, people over preferences. And and uh, before I, I go any further, I don't want anybody to misinterpret what we're saying is you have to honor God first. It's His preference always that we want to glorify God, make much of Jesus. We talk about that all the time at Mission City. However, methodology sometimes changes. Although theology doesn't, methodology does. And so sometimes we see people wanting their own preference so bad that they're willing to to just throw other people to the side and not think about them. And they're not loving people like Scripture calls us to, to love others. And so in your time in ministry, is there any examples you can think of of people that just uh, – and you, please don't use any names <laughs> – I will not name names. names. No, yeah, do not you name names. You Seinfeld fans will get that. Um, <laughs> but is there anything that you can think of off the top of your head that sort of makes you think of people that just got irate, wanted their own way, and took their ball and went home? In my year and a half, a little over a year and a half well, of ministry. That's one of those things that when selfishness, say, it don't, it, you probably hap- learned it in a week. It's, it's <laughs> happened. You know, well, I mean, people want what they want. Because by nature, that's how they are. I mean, you know, I, I a couple times like, why don't why don't we mix in a hymn or two every now and then, or or why you know why why can't we pass the plate at communion? Why is why do we do it this self serve way? Or you know, so much so like there there's some things that have led to breaking fellowship. Like I'm not we can't come to church anymore because we don't sing a hymn every now and then like or because we might have a haze on stage mm-hmm. during worship mm-hmm. they're like why why are we doing that? i don't understand why we're doing it. i'm i'm leaving because this just drives me crazy i'm like you'd break fellowship you'd 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 leave the people that you've you love and you worship with just because there's some haze or because we don't sing the songs that you want to sing or whatever. Um, that's what I say internally. I don't say that to them. Uh, but you know, I just, uh, it, yeah, it's happening. It's, it, it, it happens quite a bit. Uh, people, they want what they want. Yeah. You know, uh, years ago when I pastored my first church, it was, uh, super traditional, super, super, uh, you know, first, second and last verse of the hymn. It was almost, they thought heretical if you did the third verse or something. What's the uh, what was the second. number one hymn of the church you came from? What, what, what was this? I mean, if you had to like, we always sang this song. Well, I think I think there's there's Power so the blood. few of invitation hymns. I would say just as I am yeah. or oh, something one. like that because seventeen you do. verses of it. Because I guarantee you, well, well, somebody. I feel like God's leading. Somebody's going to come forward, so we're going to sing it again. Verse fourteen. Yeah. That's going to be the one. Yes. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was you know it was that was the thing is so what we brought so what I decided to do is I brought in um, I think it was my brother actually and we and he had a friend and he had a guitar and he started coming so once a month we decided to have more yeah we decided to do more of a blended service and 
we had one Sunday per month that we did some of the newer uh, songs that were out there, Chris Tomlin or David Crowder or something like that. And um, man, you were really it really sort of yeah, I was it. out there. You're pushing it, and but we were watching people start to come and sing more, and we saw the response time when people coming forward at the invitation or whatever, or people coming forward and praying, and we were seeing people come to know the Lord and things, and, and word got out, and, and people started coming more often, and some of the newer people would ask, why why can't we do that more often? Why does it have to only be once a week? And so I had uh, seven deacons in the church, and uh, all very godly men, but I had gotten whispers that they weren't happy about the music, and so as we had our Some monthly grumbling. deacon meeting, I that was going to come up, and so I prepared all week. I studied the scriptures of of why it was okay to do this. I had the numbers that had changed, and all these things. I had quotes from Billy Graham and and well, that uh, Bill it. Gaither, you know, who were apostles, right? You know, yeah, um, that settles it. Thirteenth and fourteenth disciples, there, you know, Billy Graham, and you know, in their eyes. But I'm kidding. But anyway, so I was all prepared in this deacon meeting. I had I had just notes and my Bible, and I was ready to go. And we you sat had a battle down. plan. I, I was ready to go. This was going to be a hill on which I was going to die. I don't have very many of those, but I was like, we're doing this, and if you know, if they send me packing, then they, they send yeah, me I was packing. like, you know, I felt that. And, and again, this was a Holy Spirit thing yeah. telling me, hey, you, you need to, to stick to your guns. People are coming to know Jesus. People are excited about worship. And so when I came in there, somebody said, well, <clears throat> I, we're gonna first thing we're going to talk about is the, this new, this once-a-month music. And one of my deacons, his name is Wayne Burke, super godly man. He was the postmaster there in town. And Wayne said, uh, you know what? I sure do not like this new music at all. He goes, I prefer the hymns, and I like what I like, and we've been doing it this way. And I, you know, I had this thinking, and I was like, okay, here we go. I'm got ready all to the, go. And, you probably got all the I mean, harumps from the, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm, I was getting, yes, uh, yes. You know, a lot brother, of head nods. Brother Burke. <laughs> and he, he literally said, but you know what I enjoy more than that is seeing these young men and women sing praises to our king. And watching them go forward and watching them get saved yeah. and watching these baptisms. Yeah. And he said, and watching them invite people to church. And he said, you know what? I had I had a struggle with it. And as I prayed about it, I realized we probably need to do it more than once a month. And he goes, and I don't want to be accountable to the Lord because we want what we want over loving people to the cross of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying, guys? And of course, nobody could say anything to that. And I, yeah, I how just, are you going to argue I, with that? I closed my book, and they, he was like, So let's move on. I think we're going to talk about Vacation Bible School next <laughs> and how we're going to reach those kids. And so let's move forward, unless yeah. somebody wants to challenge that. And of course, they didn't because he was our, you know, of course, Wayne's now, he's in heaven with, with Jesus right now singing praises. What a, what a godly man. And so yeah. that's just, that was, that was one of my stories of, you know, people. Yeah, over preference. I think of some. I think of people like Joe and Kay Hutchison. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been at Mission City. Well, since Castle Hills, long time yeah. ago, right? I mean, fifty something years yeah. they've been around here, and you know, there's no doubt. I know. I know the music Joe likes. Like I've been in. I've been in Joe's suburban with him. You know, and he's listening to the Gaithers, and he's listening which George Beverly Shea. Oh yeah, and Dallas Home. You know. Going home is his favorite. He loves that song. So you know what? Joe rides a Harley. That might have something to do with how. Well, cool. he's cool. He's cool. Joe is cool. Uh, Kay was in a Kay was in a little bit of an accident, so she's injured a little bit. We're praying for you, Kay. Um, so 
I don't know if I'm supposed to announce that, but we're praying for you, Kay. Anyway, uh, but it just you think there's no doubt that Joe would probably prefer a different music. But you know what? Joe loves seeing people come to Jesus. Yeah. And he's always thankful for our church. He's thankful for the to see what God's doing. And he's thankful to the Lord. And he's always, always giving thanks and praise. And he's there's no way that we're singing all the songs that Joe loves. Sure. And and he's willing to say, I'm willing to lay aside the ways, the things that I want, the preferences that I have, and in order to see people come come to christ yeah and, well you know you brought you brought up somebody i i think buford watson yeah and darlene watson are some right of the godliest people that i know buford is one of our elders and uh you know the two of us and and pastor matt and don say all the time when i grow up i want to be like buford man he's such a godly man and i remember that's him in a our true statement yes video he was like I you know i was truth. here during you know the revival of 19 whatever you know and saw all these people come to know jesus and i think the best days are ahead as we you know talking about our north campus and starting that in a few months you know what an exciting time and you know you think about buford and, and joe getting to watch how this church has really changed their methodology, but in a way that honors God and makes much of Jesus. And we still see so many people come to know Christ. And we're so excited about that third campus and all that God is doing. But you know what, if we were, you know, well, I prefer just to have one, one campus and everybody go there rather than going, you know what, let's impact a community. Instead of having people drive, now we have people that drive in, and I'm thankful for each and every one of them, but one of the things that they drive in is hoping that one day we have a Mission City out by them. And so as we go into our third campus, and then pretty soon probably our fourth after that. Yeah, because we're talking we're talking, yeah, we're talking more boom, camps. boom, pretty quick. And so I am so excited about what God's doing. But the, the reason I'm excited is, is not just because we're the numbers – I'm excited about, well, it is numbers, numbers of people that come to are know Jesus. calling Jesus their Savior for the first time. And 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 that's what I think we have to to choose more, um, loving people to, to come to know Christ. Yeah. And I don't think it's just about what happens at church. I mean, it's in our personal life, too. You know, I, I like what I like. You know, I enjoy doing things, but I... There are things sometimes that I probably should refrain from doing because uh, I know it may not love people. I was, talk- I was reading in First Corinthians this morning, even, and it was talking about <clears throat> that I have a lot of freedom, and but I can allow my freedom become an idol. You know, it's really a, it's idol worship when I when I want what I want and I'm unwilling to lay it aside to love other people. And uh, Paul's talking about: Am I not? Do I, am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Well, if, if and I want to enjoy meat, I, I have the right to do so. But he also says, but if I am with people who that's, that's meat forbidden. Sacrifice to idols. Me, me, absolutely. But also it's just like their conviction is that they don't. I refrain. I refrain because I want to love them. And I'm not going to love them by, by in their face, um, even though I have the right to do it, even though I have the freedom to do it, do it anyway. Uh-huh. I was uh, reading, also reading an article. There's a family. He was, he was talking about his family loves to go to Biltmore uh, in Asheville. It's not Baltimore. Yeah, Biltmore. I was going to say, I think you're pronouncing, I think Biltmore. it's pronounced Baltimore. It's in Asheville. It's a, it's a big castle. I think the Vanderbilts built it back mm-hmm. in the, uh, the early 1900s, maybe late 1800s. I've actually been to it. It's pretty cool. But they also have a really cool winery. 
there, you know, and he's talking about he and his wife, they don't drink. They don't find anything wrong with having a drink, but it's just a personal choice. They don't like the taste. They don't like all that. But they were going to tour Biltmore with a family, some family friends, and one of the family friends, I can't remember if both of them had it, but one of them had a struggle with alcohol. And so before they ever went on the trip with their, with their kids, everybody, because the kids knew that they loved it because it was just really cool, they said, hey, we're not even going to go. We're not going to mention it. We're not even going to bring it up. And it's like one of the best things at the Biltmore. If you've ever been there, it's really cool. But we're not even going to go there. We're not even going to bring it up. It's not even going to be part of our – Why? Because we love our friends, and we know we don't even want to cause them to struggle. And if we even bring it, I mean, they may be fine, but what if they're not? Right. What if they're not? And then we don't want to be the ones responsible. Uh, So I'm giving up my preference. I have the right, I have the freedom to do it, but I'm going to give it up because I want to love them. Yeah, that's one of the things we talk about in our covenant member meeting because people that'll, that'll inevitably come up. Where do you all stand on on, on, on the stance of alcohol? What's your stance there? And, uh, you know, we always tell them, you know, we don't think it's, it's, it's wrong for you to have, you know, drunkenness obviously is a yeah. sin. We, we can't argue that because Scripture lays that out. But Pretty having clearly. the occasional glass of wine or, or something with your dinner, um, however you have to think about who's around you. And, and so uh, I was an alcoholic, uh, even though the Lord delivered me from it. There's a lot of ministry that I get a, to be a part of, uh, doing motorcycle ministry and things like that, where I might be at places where... There's, there's drinking going on, uh, but there's a lot of people that when I go to dinner with them, they've heard my testimony and they'll, they'll choose not to because they don't know whether or not I, I can watch that or not. And, uh, I always appreciate that, you know, because they're, they're, they're giving up, you know, man, I'd really like to have, you know, this beer or this whatever, but you know, I don't know what Dave thinks about it. And, and so I'm like, I go ahead. It's not, you know, like I said, by the grace of God, he's delivered me from that. But I, I, I appreciate so much that thought of, uh, man, I just, I love you more than I love this. And I think that's what I we're in the business that's the of. key, man. I love you more than I love my own desire to do whatever it is. Right. Well, you mentioned, you know, passing the plate or whatever. I remember uh, talking to Pastor Matt years ago and this idea of communion being offered on the side every single week during the response time. And I go, you can't do that. And he's like, what do you mean? I go, you, you, you can't do that. It's not right. And he's like, who says, show me. <laughs> and, uh, cause I will, if it's, if it's true, and it was a setup, yeah. I'll, I'll, he I'll set me we'll change. He set me up cause he had already researched it and I oh. had, so he's like, well, I challenge you. He goes, I go, this is what I said. All Matt, right, let's hang up now. and I'll call you back. And he goes, okay. And so he hung up and it was like two days later. Cause I'm like, Asking other people, and I'll go, you know, I've that are victim. farther along, yeah. you know, smarter than me and I stuff. I think I've been a like, victim hey. of a setup before. And so, uh, I, but I knew it was a setup, but I still in my pride wanted to prove him wrong. And then I called him back, and he's like, so? That's the first thing he said, so? <laughs> and I go, dang it, you're right. There's nothing that would prevent somebody from, from – because, you know, he, had, he knew that I had – in my pastoral visits to hospitals, people that were stuck in a hospital for a long time or a nursing home for a long period of time that would miss our communion at church, mm-hmm. I would take with me the juice and, and and I would do it with them there in their room. And he goes, well, aren't you the guy that's doing it? And you caught some heat from some of your 
from some of your church leadership because you did it and then you proved to him what's the difference? And I was like, well, because it's me, <laughs> you know? And so I was like, yeah, you, you know, you're exactly right. And so, you know, we look at things and we go, that's the thing too. We got to be careful that we don't just pick tradition. Is that tradition? And there may have been a good reason for that tradition, you know, 40 years ago, we mentioned Billy Graham earlier, you know, there was a time when they had the tent revivals and Billy Graham would roll into town and thousands of people. Now we're really seeing more relational evangelism, a little bit more than we're seeing, you know, a, a Billy Graham or a Greg Laurie or whatever, you know, have this, not to say that God can't use those things, but we really have shifted our focus as a church to think about neighborhood. Like we talked about, you know, back in, in the eighties, you built a gigantic church and, you know, you had thousands of people that came, you know, the mega church and you had people that would drive a long way now sort of um the 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 methodology is i want to worship in my community i want to be closer to to where my, my life church. group is going to be yeah. all yeah, those where, things where i can be a part of but on the other hand i get it though if you are already driving an hour to work it doesn't kill you to drive an hour to, to church once a week yeah. too you know and so I'm thankful for the people that we have that come to Mission City that, that drive a good ways because they love our church so much. But in the back of their mind and in their heart, they're like, you think we're going to come out all, you know, my way? And I was like, coming soon to your area, you know, kind yeah. of a deal. So, No, I mean, well, we just – our rights our rights and our desires are should always be put secondary, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, and, like we said, you look at first, and does everything. this make much of, of Jesus? Does this glorify God? Yes. Is this reaching people? Yes. Then we need to. I want to do more of that. Yeah. I want to do more of that because that's, I mean, that's effective. And, and, and Don, has, Don has said this a couple of times to me. Just because I was convicted and moved and saved under these circumstances doesn't mean I have to replicate that for everybody. It doesn't mean that that's the way Benny, Benny's going to get saved or the way Benny was led to the Lord or right. Dave Cash or this current generation. Because if you think about, well, they, they've, got to, they've, got to, they've got to hear it this, this way or these songs under this, under this lighting, under this circumstance, at, under sing, this time. Just as I am, it only do when, it. I know it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like, no, no. We have to be very... Um, we had to hold loosely our our preferences when it comes to those things because we just want to see lives transformed by the gospel. Yeah, and as more we hold on to that, I think the the more we we hamper what God wants to do. Now God's going to do what He wants to do, but He wants to use us, and so we're going to be. I don't want to be. You talked about. I don't want to be the 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 factor. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be the factor that that costs people. Well, I have enough to be accountable for. Yeah. I don't want to add that to my Why? long list of things I'm accountable right, for. And this but, is a uh, great topic. I really was. I enjoyed it talking um, about this today. I will not be here next week. I'll be uh, be in. So we'll have a we'll have a special guest. Be in Athens, Texas. We'll have a special guest because I probably can't carry 20 minutes by myself. Mm-hmm. Not that. You could. Smart. You could. I could. I just don't know if it'd be any good. I mean, <laughs> oh, I could talk for twenty minutes. Well, you have multi- I just don't know what it'd be. Dave, good. you have multiple personalities. I'm pretty sure you could That's ask true. yourself a question pull, and answer it all. I could. I, you know, I play chess all the time by myself. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't know how to play chess, but <laughs> I'm about to say, <laughs> you mean, did you mean checkers? Uh, I don't know how to. I don't know that I would play that either. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. what a great week! Thank you for tuning in. We'll miss you next week. Yeah. Have a great time at. Uh, 
uh, your son's wedding. No, we're praying for uh, Derek, and we're also praying for Missy's daughter. What a you know, what an awesome time for our church. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll see you. God soon. bless. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Mission City Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on because it really does help us out. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.